everyone, Rebecca here. I just wanted to let you all know that the official Patreon page for How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident is now live. We're offering things like early access to episodes, video recordings of episodes, bonus content, and more. So head on over to patreon.com slash howthefuck to subscribe. Thanks for listening. Welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? My name is Rebecca, and this is the podcast where I interview my friends, peers, and strangers to figure out, well, how the fuck they got to be so confident. In this episode, I chat with actor, comedian, jewelry maker, and one of the hosts of the podcast, Too Scary Didn't Watch, Emily Gonzalez. We talk about the value of learning new skills, remembering that small choices can lead to big positive changes in self, the meaning of the phrase, what do you get to do because you don't have the thing you want, and so much more. This is How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident with guest Emily Gonzalez. Hey, Emily. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm so happy to have you on this podcast. It's a long time coming. Mm. One of my one of my best friends in the world. And it is such a treat to have you here. So thank you so much for giving me your time. Oh my gosh. I am honored. You have had such incredible, wonderful people on this podcast. I'm like truly just very um, humbled to be included. So thank oh, of course. I'm very, very grateful. I have had some really, really good uh, talks. So Incredible. I'm pumped to have you and I'm pumped for everyone to hear your thoughts on confidence because we've talked <laughs> we've talked so much mental health stuff, me and you over Negronis, but it's nice to uh, put it in a platform where other people can get some of your wisdom. It's true. Not just and I highly recommend... It. Negronis. Um, have it. You can have a not. You can you, have you, a Negroni. You can also Emily, but you yeah. whoever's listening can also have a Negroni if you would like right now. Um, yeah. So I usually start out by asking, "What does confidence mean to you? What is your definition of confidence?" I thought about this a lot because I knew you were going to ask. Um, <laughs> I I think confidence is knowing yourself really well, like knowing the good and the bad, and just being at peace with all the things that make you you. Like it doesn't mean to me, it doesn't mean you think you're the best thing in the world. It's just like you know who and what you are and you are, you are okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you use the word like being at peace with it because I, I was setting intention. I like wrote down intentions on, um, not intentions, words, I guess, just single words on index cards and put them in my, my little meditation corner and, and a few of the words were versions of that were like um, surrender or and mm-hmm. serenity and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And and I'm finding that that's a very interesting thing right now in my life is like mm-hmm. an inner peace. That was the other one. Inner peace was all of these words are like I literally just wrote them and put them on my, my bulletin board. So I love mm-hmm. that you brought that word up because it's like. How do you confi- how do you cultivate inner peace? What do you like what do you Ugh. what is what has helped you do that? Do you feel like you have that? Is it something that I you know do. Yeah. I mean it's certainly some days are better than others and it was um it's been quite a, a journey and I, I feel like in the past several years I've really gotten to a place of knowing myself and and to me it doesn't mean you have to be it's not like being complacent it's not except it's not saying you won't continue to grow and improve in ways um 
But also just, I think, acceptance and inner peace is just like knowing you are who you are. You are human. Um, And for me, that's a combo of therapy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I'm sure, um, I mean, we have talked about it a lot individually um, as well. And a lot of your guests talk about therapy as an important Mm -hmm. part of that. Um, But yeah, it's a combination of therapy, of surrounding myself with um, really good people who I feel genuinely accepted by uh, and who I feel seen by. And, And I've realized as I've grown older that a big part of being seen is bringing your real self to the table. And and if you haven't already done that in a relationship, it's so hard to then peel back those layers and get to the core of who you are. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a work, it's a work in progress. I don't it know. is. It's a lifelong thing. And I, I really like that phrase, like people who you feel seen and accepted by. And the thing that I, and I was talking to you a little bit about this before we started recording is like the end of friendships and relationships or whatever. I feel so comfortable being myself and seeing other people for who they are and being seen. But what happens when a friendship ends like what have you ever had a friendship in your life end yes and and how did you deal with that and how did that affect your confidence how did that affect your inner peace and the in your acceptance of you because you as a person I know you very well and you are so uniquely you and you stand firm in the fact that you are you and I I I absolutely love that about you but does that does it ever get shaken? You know. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you. That's a, that's really <laughs> lovely to. It's lovely to be seen that way. Um, I yeah, I mean, losing a friend is is so devastating, and and I feel like we don't really have the same resources to deal with a a, a friend loss as a as a breakup and a, a romantic yeah. breakup, and it's equally as devastating, if not more so. Um, and absolutely I I've had I would say two major friend breakup mm-hmm. situations in my life okay. one when okay. I was 18 um and one just a few years ago and both of them really rattled me and and I am so I feel like a different version of myself now mm. than I even was a few years ago at that second friend loss came at in the midst of a huge transformation for me right. and a lot of my um, identity that I had built up sort of unraveling, which yeah. was ended up being great. Um, but I, I would say the, the one that happened in my adulthood, I didn't know myself at that time very well. And so I don't think... It was a loss and it it really hurt, but looking back on it, it it wasn't the friendship I thought it was because I Mm. wasn't being myself in it because I didn't know who I was. Got it. And it took, I have always had to have problems with, I would say one of my biggest issues in in quotes is um, really wanting to be the 
person I think other people want me to be. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about the Enneagram, you you and me. Yes, um, yes. I'm a number three, which I am very people-pleasing. And and not only that, I really – I, like, enjoy – I understand what people want from me, and mm-hmm. I f- like to give that to them, and I feel successful when I've given that to them. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I f- – found and it really sort of came to a head when I was around 25 26 that that meant I no longer knew what I really wanted because I had built myself around what people wanted of me which was nobody's fault probably more my fault than anyone else's but um so unpacking that and learning that about myself and and sort of having a lot of my big identities broken down in that process it allowed me to figure out who I really am and what I really want. And so you've met me past all of that. And and I think the version of me that you were meeting or have met is who I really am, but was so different even five years ago. Wow. Really? What, um, what did you do to find yourself and find your authenticity? Like, what are some of the things you did? Or is it just time? Or, you know, what do you attribute that to, that change? Um, <laughs> Coming into this, I was like, Emily, don't talk about your divorce in the first 30 seconds. You will. You don't um, have to talk about the divorce. Just like. Well, but, it, but the answer is going through a divorce, which um, in a lot of ways, really, really what I attribute to is, is um, the perfect image being broken. Mm. Um, which for me was, was a divorce. It was, Mm -hmm. I all of a sudden didn't have it together and I couldn't pretend I had it together. And, Mm -hmm. and that sort of made, it was like, just a domino effect of one thing fell after another, after another, after another. But in doing that, so much of my anxieties and, um, the things that kept me from inner peace and from really knowing myself, were maintaining this image of who I thought I should be and and Mm -hmm. who people wanted me to be and hitting a wall where it was like, okay, I – like, this isn't a private thing. I'm really good at, like, keeping my flaws to myself um, or have been and going through something so publicly – Right. I don't want to say failure because it – it felt like that at the time, but it, it's right. not. But just going through something that's like, hey, guess what? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. And don't look to me for advice because I, clearly, like, I don't have it. And that shed so much burden for me. And just, like, I needed it so badly. I needed to fuck up. I needed to, like, publicly mm-hmm. uh, fall from grace, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Because then I got to come out of it and just go, oh, I'm allowed to be whoever I am. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also, like, very painful. Like, having, like, or feeling like you fucked up. I, you, you know, you know how I feel about it. I don't think that you did. You could never fuck <laughs> up. You could, you could never, ever, ever fuck up Oh, in my, my eyes. gosh. Um, <laughs> but feeling like. That is the worst. I mean, we all know that feeling where we're like, oh, my God, I fucked up. And then or this is fucked up or what's happening to me is fucked up. Whatever version of that. This feels very bad. And then on top of it being like, 
And everybody in my sort of circle is also privy to this. Mm-hmm. That's really painful. What did you do to... So you were at a low, right? How did you come back up again? Um, The same things I said at the top, therapy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> therapy was a big one. And then um, just good people around And you. good people, yeah. Uh, and I time, really, probably. Absolutely. All three of those things. And, and I learned... You know, that is a thing about um, fucking up uh, is that you really learn who has your back. You really learn Mm. who values you as a person and accepts you being flawed and making mistakes and can, you know, if you're showing everyone the worst parts of yourself, Mm. honestly and authentically, the people who stick around really love you and and then also really know you and I spent so much of my life trying to never fuck up that many people in my life didn't really know me and I didn't really know me because I wasn't letting myself just be a fucking human who makes mistakes um and so the people I was left with after hitting that low they know the worst things I've ever done. They know the worst things that have happened to me. And they don't care. <laughs> right. Um, and right. that was such an unbelievable revelation for me. Like, I that, couldn't fucking believe that. That is. That's huge. I have two thoughts. One is, so we know what you did long term. Therapy, good people, showing your authentic self. What did you do short term? Because I feel like a lot of people... Mm. Like, did you stay in bed? Did you, like, did you, is there anything that was helpful? Did you start working out? Sometimes I like will just work out until I'm so tired because Mm -hmm. like, that's the only thing that I can do to like get out of my own head is like, let me just work out as hard as I possibly can. I mean, I don't sustain that, but like stuff like that. Did you find anything short term, like momentarily, moment, momentarily was helpful? Yes. Um, I think or that was not helpful. Now you're like, oh, fucking shouldn't have done that. Um, now you feel comfortable talking. I did mounds of cocaine. Oh, my God. No, you're no, terrified kidding. of drugs. Um, yes. <laughs> I, um, That's me, the one who's not. <laughs> I got into yoga. That was a mm. thing I, like, really – I think I, I fixated on what I could control. Um, so – Not a I bad got, thing to fixate on, though. Yeah, I got, I got into yoga, which was very helpful for my – my mental state and I I got really into like projects I gave myself projects I painted every room in my apartment I like really I think it's such a larger longer story but when I got divorced um and had a whole big social falling out because of it I had never lived alone I had never been alone and so I think what I ended up doing was just really focusing on me, mm-hmm. really focusing on myself and trying as best I could to cut out that noise. And, and for me, a, a big I was I felt like I was like learning what I liked and what I even wanted. So I would just follow that like I would I was so exhilarated by picking out a paint color for a room and not consulting anyone. And getting a piece of furniture that was maybe crazy, but I liked it. And and 
through all of those small choices, I started to know myself better and also be okay with it and, and like it and get excited by like, oh, look what I chose to do. That's interesting. Okay, I guess I'm into that. Um, yeah. And that really helped. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I relate to that on so many levels. And then my other question was, you talked a little bit about being a three, um, mm. being that, what is the threes like word? Um, the, it, it, it varies depending performer? where you look, but the performer and the achiever are yes, like what, okay. yeah. Okay. What do you, can you like trace that back to childhood and figure out like why, or maybe it's, maybe that's not a good example using the Enneagram, but like, what were you like as a kid is usually how I start that question is like, <laughs> were you a confident kid? Were you a three as a kid or was that something that did something happen and you developed into that? And this is obviously what you feel comfortable sharing. Um, you don't have to share everything. Um, yeah, I think, I think I've always been a three. I think as a kid, I was a, I was going to say a bit more shy, but it really depended because I definitely got in trouble for talking in class by like every teacher growing up. Um, but I'm a, I'm a second child. I'm, I'm second of two. And I think part of it is just innately me. I, I think I sort of came into the, the world being a, a yeah. performer and a pleaser. But, yeah. um, but I also think through being the second, through observing my older sister, through seeing what she did and didn't do, what worked for her, what didn't, I learned really quickly the things to do and not to do. And the mm. ways to make my parents happy, the ways to make other people around me happy. And I think that's where I began to develop a real pattern of basing my choices off of observation mm. and not off of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's only in the past few years that looking back, I've even come to those realizations. Like, I right. wouldn't have told you that I was that way as a kid necessarily. I... I definitely had things that I knew that I liked. I had passions I followed. I, I knew I wanted to perform. I knew I wanted to act. I, I moved to L.A. to do that for myself um, and and was very supported by my, my family to do so. But so much of what I thought I wanted to be was outside in. I would see someone or something and go, that, I want that. I want to be like that. I want to look like that. I want to feel like that. Um, and it hit a point where I – it was through Enneagram that I read my number. I took the quiz and I read my number. This is also relates back to my sister on a family, like, Christmas trip. They were visiting L.A., my whole family, and my sister was like, I just learned about the Enneagram and we should all take this test. And I did, and I, I got my answer, and I started reading the description for threes – and I started sobbing. <laughs> and it really caught me off guard because of the – this was – this was it hit me right at the moment where I was starting to realize I was unhappy in my marriage and maybe that wasn't working for me. And I read a line in it about how threes are so good at understanding what other people want from them that they can offer and run into the problem of not knowing what they want. And I – talk about feeling seen I was like oh that's the problem that's my whole deal is I don't know what I want and I have 
stumbled, I mean, not stumbled, I made choices and I was very lucky and I had lovely people in my life. My ex-husband is a wonderful person, but I, I felt as if I had been the passenger in my own life, just making mm. choices that felt quote unquote correct, mm-hmm. if not necessarily right mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you get positive reinforcement around with the people around you because Absolutely. you're doing the things you know that they're going to approve of. You know this person's going to like this, and then they do, of course, because you knew that they would. And then you're like, oh, well, that's a way to get keep that person in my life or whatever version of that right. relates to you, you know. And, and as a kid, so you keep doing it. I yeah, I loved – I mean, I was like the kid that adults loved <laughs> – Mm-hmm. Like I, I got so much validation from like my parents' friends. I would like love to hang out with yeah. adults and be like, "Oh my god, adults love me. This is great." And it's exactly that. I knew I would do something. I would get approval. I would do. I would follow that. I would. And not to say that that's not necessarily a bad thing to right, be right. likable. Um, but you keep doing that over and over and over and over again, and you find yourself at the end of a path not knowing what the first step was. Right. And or just like like you said, not knowing who like lost or not knowing who you are, or what your um, what what even aesthetically you like or what qualities you yeah. I mean, I think we all at some point have experienced something like that. Absolutely. Were you the type of friend where like, if I was like, no, I'm gonna go sleep over at Emily's, my parents would be like, oh, that's fine then. Like, were you like the? <laughs> <laughs> um oh wait if I was like oh wait oh I was like yeah but Emily's gonna if I was like yeah but Emily's gonna be there and they'd be like oh okay good have a good time you guys what a good question <laughs> this is a random thing I was thinking no of. I lo- I love that I know those yeah I can like think of those friends um yeah I think so I think I think so <laughs> um, I, I was I was very good uh in quotes um, yes 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 yeah, I, I love think that. that that is the case. Yes, go and <laughs> go and have a sleepover at Emily's. But then maybe we didn't go have a sleepover and we went to a party or something. <laughs> I don't know. But did you? Were you? How are you as a kid? Straight laced then? I was pretty straight laced. I was not as straight laced as I appeared to be. Mm. I I part of knowing how to please people is also knowing how to lie <laughs> yeah that's um, a really good and point knowing like what to hide and how to hide it yeah so I was a good kid I like you know I'm terrified of drugs um so I didn't like do a lot of that and I also didn't really have a very normal high school experience I like didn't live anywhere near my high school I didn't have a lot of friends in high school so I I I didn't party in high school not because I was so good but just because it was like that wasn't really a thing in my life um oh well what now I'm interested in your high school why was it so far away I went to a magnet program which was a thing okay. in Florida I think it's a- everywhere there's versions of it and it yeah. was an academic magnet it's called international baccalaureate oh yeah wait did we talk about this we I did that it. too what yeah. was your extended essay on oh my god uh I don't even, my extended essay was so bad. I phoned that shit in hard. I can't um, imagine anybody didn't really because it's like the last thing you have to do. And oh my it's God, like, it's so stupid. It's like, yeah, you barely need anything to like pass your extended yeah. essay. No, my extended essay was garbage. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember the topic. Because you could like pick whatever. I, I remember feel we like, pick whatever you know what? Wanted. I feel like it was, I, I feel like it had to do with Pride and Prejudice. But that, <laughs> yes. did I have a thesis? I don't know. Um, I know. I know. Mine was on the Rastafarian religion. And oh, I can. Hell yes, Rebecca. And I can oh only God. imagine what my Florida teachers 
yes. thought about me when I was like, everybody was like, I'm doing a comparison of World War II versus the French Revolution. And I was like, Rastafarian religion, thank you very much. And I'll see you later. <laughs> I mean, that rules, honestly. I love it. <laughs> I have, still have it on my, my like old computer, which is oh. crazy. God, I should see if I can try. I have no idea. It's it would probably so be on my parents' computer at their house, to be completely honest. But yeah, but so I, yeah, I traveled like 30 minutes to get to high school. And, and so did everybody who went to my high school program. So like we none of us lived near each other. And, oh, okay. Um, and I just like didn't cultivate really great friendships in high school I didn't love my high school experience so I did not party just because like (laughs) you didn't hang out with each other on weekends or stuff like why didn't you like your high school experience just that it was it was not a very good school in general they do this Mm -hmm. thing in Florida or maybe other places where they like plug magnet programs into underperforming schools and underfunded schools to sort of be like oh look let's boost these numbers but but you know the school was just in terrible shape. It was in a, yeah. a, you know, not super affluent area and had definitely been sort of abandoned. Um, so it just wasn't like – it was perfectly fine. I'm grateful for the experience I had. It was not fun. Like, I didn't go right. to football games. I didn't right. feel a part of the larger community at my high school. Um, so it just was four years of school. Yeah. And I had some nice times along the way, but it wasn't um, – anything beyond that okay and then so then what happened after high school what did you do after high school you graduate and then what I went to college I went to the same college as the the boy I then ended up marrying um once again what does she want I don't know she's just doing the thing that she feels like she should do um you went to that college because it was close or because your parents wanted you to go or because there was a program you wanted to do there? Because or? he went there. He was a year ahead of me. We were already oh, together. Oh, got it. Got um, it. Got it. Got it. I didn't realize yeah. you guys knew each other. We did. That. Yeah. We had been, we had been, we dated since I was 15. Um, right. Oh, yes. I did know this. So I went to that. I applied to some other schools and I almost went to a different school. Didn't we almost go to the same school? Did you almost we go did. to, uh, what the fuck is the name of that school? Uh, Elon. Elon, yes. <laughs> um, I did apply I did apply to Elon. Um I did as well. But man, missed connections. We missed each other in a, just in a couple different places. But I we know. Found each other. Here we are. <laughs> um yeah, so I went I went to school the that's the school that he went to. And I, I loved college. I I really loved being there. Was it um, wild going from like high school, like not digging it maybe so much and then now like not partying maybe that much and then all of a sudden you're in college and it's like, Whoa, I'm on my own and like that, I feel like that would be such a crazy transition. It, it kind of was. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, again, I was like in the honors college. So and not that the honors college doesn't party. <laughs> they party. But um, it wasn't. It was a similar group of people, I guess I should say, at least yeah. at first. But then, I, you know, I, I started doing theater and that was my main like group of, of friends in college. And, and they certainly partied and we certainly partied. And it was a blast and I loved it. <laughs> and I very intentionally went to like a big state school because I mm-hmm. didn't enjoy my high school experience. That was part of it. I was like, I'm going to like go to the football games and I'm going to do right. the thing. Um, and then I missed most of the football games because I had rehearsal <laughs> for <laughs> plays. Um, but I, it's so interesting to, to look back now and to talk about, oh, I didn't know myself because I, I mean, I had a great time. I made yeah. choices that I don't regret. Um, you know, I yeah. got to know people I really love, um, but it just feels different. Yeah. I feel different now in ways yeah. that, like, 
like I remember my therapist telling me not long after I finally made the choice to leave my husband had that conversation with him like it I had ended it she told me my pitch of my voice was lower when I came in like and I sat more relaxed in the chair like I I I don't think I'm all that different from who I used to be but I am more like settled well yeah (laughs) like just like the frequency is lower in a way that feels right. I love that. I'm so and everybody no, that makes complete sense. Everybody deserves to feel that way. Everybody deserves they to do. like take some time to find yourself and then like sit in that. Like you deserve to you deserve that. Everybody deserves to feel like that. I'm glad that you I mean, I'm not glad that you had to go through the hard times that you did, but I'm really glad that you feel secure and that you feel like authentically you in a chair Mm -hmm. with your voice Mm -hmm. and your thoughts and all of that, because it's so important. It's weird to walk. It's, it's hard to walk around feeling like not seen, you know, not really seen. It is. It's really hard, but not really, you know? Yeah. Um, that's like my biggest thing now in in relationships, friendships. I'm like I, I need to sh- be seen, and I need to like show who I really am. Um, Do you find? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I don't no. Yeah. To. Do you find that it's rare to really feel seen and see someone else, or do you think that's like a common thing? It's kind of a weird, I, vague question. No, I think it's rare because I think it's really hard to get to a place where you are really comfortable with who you are and you can meet somebody else in that same space. Like that, I think, yeah. is why it's rare. Yeah. Um, like being on the same page at the same time feels mm-hmm. like very rare to me. You know what I, I mean? I completely agree. Um, I think, And I think it takes work on both sides. I think it takes a lot of intention Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, at least in my own experience, the great news is like, once you're there, once you've built that up with somebody, you can't lose it. Like, yeah. and it's so that, that it only gets better. It only gets deeper. It only, that relationship only gets stronger because if you start with the foundation of here I am and here you are, and let's move from there with each other, that's you're never going to pull back from that. Um, right. Right. So, right. I don't know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So did you experience anything in your, we talked a little bit about like your mid twenties, but like prior to that, that shook your confidence. Everybody, not everybody, but most people you're just talking about middle school being like a fucking shit show and nobody, nobody being nice. And did, did anything like that happen to you or no? Um, yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, middle school is tough. Um, I, so a couple like moments come to mind. One was um, the boy that I had such a crush on, such a crush on in sixth grade. Um, he was a skateboarder, pretty cool. Cool. And, I bet he wore etnies. Um, you better believe, and you better believe that I bought some etnies. <laughs> of course you did. No. Per, uh, <laughs> to wear. 
Um, but do you remember how I'm this? I think this is universal in middle school when someone was gonna like ask somebody out everyone would know it like yeah. fly through the school and be like so and so is gonna ask out so and so and everyone would be like oh my god oh my god um so it came to my attention that this boy was going to ask me out the next day and I, and I was over the fucking moon mm-hmm. and so I <laughs> I wore eyeshadow to school the next day because I was about to be asked out. So of I had, course you, I had yeah. to put on eyeshadow. You had to look the part. I had to look the part of an <laughs> adult uh, girlfriend. Um, <laughs> and then he didn't ask me out. And I was devastated. And, and soon after I found out, a friend told me that he told his friend. And this is so crazy in retrospect because we don't even know what these words mean. We are children. But he told his friend that he didn't ask me out because I, in quote, looked like a prostitute. <laughs> no fucking way. Because of the eyeshadow. Um, and, man, that was tough. That was really tough. What a little mini misogynist. He didn't yeah, even realize I it. Know. That little it's, fuckhead. It's not good. And it was not good for me. And no. I think, you know. It would have been one thing if he just had, like, decided, never mind, I don't like her anymore, I'm asking her out, which also would have been devastating. But I think there was something to, like, I made the wrong choice. Like, if I if I just hadn't put on fucking eyeshadow, he right. would have asked me out. Like, I fucked it up. I, right. I fucked it up. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, fuck, I hate that feeling. Oh, my God. It's the worst. And It's the worst. And then it's, like, if you whew. zoom out, it's, like, that's clearly not it. It's no. not. Cl- it's clearly not because you made the choice to wear eyeshadow. But in that moment, you're like, it's because I fucking. I could. I wish I could fucking go back to earlier in the day and just put the fucking eyeshadow down. Right. And not. And as opposed to thinking about, you know, as an adult, I can say like, oh, he, <laughs> you don't want to go out with him if he would say that. Right. Or, right. There's right, no right. right decision to make to make that. Yeah. But it was. Yes. Yeah. That yes. was very devastating. Um, I spent, you know, I spent my whole middle school, high school, college, but, but I think particularly like 14, like the beginnings of high school, I can remember, I always had someone, some other, I was going to say woman at that point, girl, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I looked to in my mind as the person I wanted to be and should be. Mm. I did so much comparison, but it was always, like, like one person. Like, I can mm. remember who it was when I was, like, 14 to 16. Mm-hmm. And then I can remember mm-hmm. who it was when I was 16 to 20. Um, and I don't know. I think we all do that to a certain extent. We do. But um, that is – when I think back to, like, if was I confident at that point in my life, I think I – projected confidence but internally I was entirely comparing myself to like one person who I thought completely had it together and I did not at all Um, comparison's so is such like a part of the human condition and like I'm why haven't we like evolved out of that like what part of how is that helping us to like compare like I don't know I hate that I hate that to do with like that they're in God, I'm, I was about to talk about fucking evolution as if I know anything. I, <laughs> I know, don't, me too. Me too. I'm 
not equipped to talk about this. So I'm going yeah. to not say what I was going to say because sure. what the fuck do I know? I know. Um, I, I don't know either. Yeah. I, in my head, it's like, because babies are like, like in my head, it's like evolution <laughs> is just say, like, like, like to procreate. Alphas, right? Like, yeah, like, you maybe. Know, that we learn yeah. looking for Oh, yeah. Alpha. But then beca- because if we are an alpha, we'll stay alive and have babies. I think that's how yeah, evolution works, right? right? You have I to stay alive like and then procreate. procreate. I don't know. Those are the things. That's what I read in a book one time. Those are um, the things. <laughs> um, what? When do you feel most confident in your life? It can. It can be. Truly, can be anything. Hmm. I think I feel the most confident when I have figured out how to do something. Mm. like I I love learning how to do things (laughs) and I feel so good when I have figured something out yeah um it almost doesn't matter what it is it it like it can be as basic as like oh I my sink was leaking and I fixed it or I made this meal or you, you know that in quarantine I've gotten really into learning how to do various like hobbies and mm-hmm. setting myself to on like some sort of project or goal and then doing it mm-hmm. makes me feel so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, sorry, I have to write that down. Um, <laughs> I don't write fast enough. Um, and then it's like also the process of, after you do it, feeling confident in doing the next thing. Because it's like, oh, I had no idea how to do this thing. And then I just learned it and I did it. So I guess I can do other things that I don't think I can do or that I've never thought about doing. So it's like snowballs on itself. Yes, it just like opens all these little doors in your brain. If you're just like, oh, I guess I could could try that. Like I, I, being curious and open – um, I find mm. that really helps my confidence too because that is that is so focused on me and not other people. Like I am my most confident when I am fixated on something that is mine that I want. I'm doing it for me. I'm figuring out for me, and that has nothing to do with somebody else said it was cool or or yeah, just like. I'm doing it because I want to do it. That is when I feel the very best. You know what? I think I feel the best in that space too. And it's interesting because like since I've known you, you've been that way. So it's like I don't know you pre that. So when I think of you, that's what I think of. I think of this person who like wants to do something and then figures out how to do it and then does it and then – it does it very well and then thinks of another thing and then does that and then does that very well and (laughs) I fucking love that and um I find it interesting because you you speak about like in you know in the past being did I don't want to put words in your mouth like people pleasing is that one of the words that you use um but but the fact that now you feel most confident literally doing the opposite of that Mm-hmm. that's like a complete 180 like yeah that is so cool that is so cool to me that you could go from like most of your life being one way and then being like mm, I'm gonna do this other thing now and now that's where you feel most confident in your life that's a huge yeah. thing 
it's cool, man. I completely agree. I think it rules. <laughs> it fucking I, uh, does rule. It's really freeing. It's so freeing. And and my hope to anybody listening would be that you do not have to experience like a devastating um, fall from grace. I keep saying it fall from grace. Not that I was ever <laughs> so admired. But um, because I truly, I don't give a, f- I mean, look. Mm-hmm. I still like when people like me. <laughs> and Everybody on, does. on my worst days, I still, like when I'm my most anxious, I'll find myself standing in front of a mirror getting, you know, now that we're going places again, like getting ready to leave the house and thinking, does this outfit look good enough? Are people going to think that I'm cool? Or like what, you know, all that mm-hmm. bullshit that we still, or like seeing a picture of someone and being like, oh, fuck, they're so beautiful. I need to have skin like them. Like, what mm-hmm. am I doing? Uh, we all have moments like that. But, but in general, I would say... I would rather be me than anybody else. I like me. I like, I am like interested in who I am. (laughs) Like I like learning about myself. And so it doesn't really fucking matter what anybody else thinks about me because I like me. And I think I'm cool to be around. I like yeah. spending time with me. Yeah. So I like spending time it. with you too. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think. As long as you feel like it. I, I mean, it matters. It, it really matters. You know, no, but, no, no, um, no, no, Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and that's something that I'm coming up against because I am a four mm-hmm. in the Enneagram, which mm-hmm. is, I think it's the individualist. I can't think of what the other one is. I think the individualist. Is oh, the, the romantic and the individualist. So I feel I don't know if it's when I feel most confident but I love connecting with people in a deep meaningful genuine way right I absolutely love that that's where I feel oh and you're so good at it and you just make people feel so broad and immediately that's nice of you to say that's where I feel the best but I need to figure out how to cultivate that alone Without Ooh. connecting to another person. And it's really hard. And yeah. I don't, I have yet to master it. So, like, I don't know how to get that same sense of, like, and it's a connectedness to another person. And it's, but it's also, if you, like, you know, zoom out in, in the grand scheme of things, it's because I feel connected to the universe. It's because I'm talking to another person mm-hmm. and it makes me feel connected existentially to the universe because it's like we're all connected and then we're all one. It's like connected to this oneness. But I got to figure out how to do that without diving deep with another person. And that's where I'm at right now on this current day. Yeah. I love I doing mean, this podcast. I my, love it. But my like, question I, is. Yeah, go. Why do you why do you have to? Why do I have to learn to say? Sorry. Why do you have to? Why do you have to do? Th- why do you have to not connect with other people? That's a good question. My therapist, my therapist asked me that earlier this week too. Um, is it is it like you want to? Here we go. Um, is it that you want to? You are seeking more peace with yourself, or do you feel? Because it's like some people need more connection with with people than than others, and I think mm-hmm. there's no one right way to be. I think it's really beautiful that you're that way, and it's Thank it's you. very special and rare. To, to meet someone who is as deeply connected to others as you are. And so maybe that's just 
how you are. And that's beautiful. That's nice of you to say. Um, that's very nice of you to say. Because it's like, I think it's because, because I'm not always going to have someone mm. there. Mm-hmm. So, and then when I don't, I don't want to feel this, like, pain. I feel, like, Mm. physical pain when, and this is also part of, you know, having depression, having, you know, diagnosed OCD, and, um, you know, being the adult child of a narcissistic parent, and, you know, it's all Mm -hmm. these different, you know, it's all these different things that, that give me the skill, but also make it really hard for me to exist um, when I'm not deeply connecting with somebody else. Right. And I think I need to find a little bit of balance without losing mm-hmm. my ability to connect. Because I also love it, but it also is very painful sometimes. So I'm just figuring out how to balance yeah. that. And, and hearing you talk about being like, I feel most confident when I'm figuring out how to – learning new things and figuring things out on my own. It's like, oh, I would love to have that a little bit more. So I like mm. admire that when you're speaking of it. And I also admire all of the things you, you do. You are an artist on so many levels Ugh, that it's just, it's disgustingly great. Like it's just, <laughs> every week I feel like you're doing a new cool project and I'm just like, oh, look at her learning these skills. It's so fucking rad. And this is my friend. Thank and you. It's awesome. Uh, thank you. Um, I will say for yeah. me, just back to that, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Your thing about spending or focusing on spending time with yourself or enjoying that. A thing that I've, I've worked on a lot lately is, is seeing, starting to see things. So like, okay, how do I frame this? Not having one thing, trying to think of that not as a lack, but like you only get to do this one thing if you're not doing the other so like um what do you get to do when you are not connecting actively with another person what do you get to do that is just you by yourself like that has I it took me so long to figure out how to word that but but that has helped me like even in terms of you know work or career stuff or whatever just being like oh I wish I had this thing like I wish I had more financial security or I wish I had this job what do I get to do because I don't have that thing like what do you Rebecca get to do just with yourself because you're not giving your energy to somebody else (gasps) oh my god I have to finish writing (sighs) That is the best phrasing of that thought that I've ever heard. That resonates with me times a million, and I have not framed it that way to myself in my head. Because then it's something that you can be excited about, and it's not like, oh, okay, what do I have? I don't, I don't have this thing I want, so what, what can I make? How can I make the most of it? It's like, no, what do you get to do? Like, it's an opportunity <sighs> to explore something new. Yeah, I just never thought of it like that. I absolutely love that perspective because I'm over here being like, you don't get to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what would it be like if you got to do this thing, but you don't get to do it? And that's part of being a four. Fours are always like pulling for the next thing. They're always like craving another thing that they don't have, even mm. if they have everything that's perfect. They're still, right. they want the next thing. So then framing it that way is so helpful to me and hopefully other fours and just everybody. But um 
that it, I absolutely fucking love that. Thank you for framing it that way. That literally mm. just blew my mind. Um, it's helpful for me too. It's like such yeah. a, a good reminder. Did you come up with that? Jesus, you're so. I don't smart. know. I'm in, I uh, therapy. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, and Man, just I love like that. a lot of. I I have spent. I had spent so much time with myself, and then quarantine happened. So it's I you know. I've I feel like I've figured myself out as much as one can. I'll continue to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've also been been, you know, I, I haven't I have not done it alone. I've been supported by by beautiful people and a wonderful right. partner and like that right. has helped me to to pursue myself more. Totally. Um but yeah. And I think I think now that we're coming out of quarantine too, it's like we just went through a huge thing. Huge. And I'm I don't know how I don't know if you feel this way but I'm jumping back into life like I didn't just go through this huge thing like I'm trying (laughs) to do things like the same way that I did before or like feel the same way that I did before operate the same way as I did before and I'm just now discovering like that's not the that's not going to happen things are totally different now and you have to give yourself grace for the fact that we've been through 18 months in isolation or you know a lot of us have um and and that, that's a thing. Like, give oh my yourself gosh, grace. Yeah. You've been through a – even if you – even if the only thing that happened to you in the past 18 months was going through COVID, that's a huge thing. It's a huge and thing. And then it's usually people have gone through a lot more than that. Um, and, yeah, I can't just jump back into life. Like, I really need to, like, reassess how I'm – how I feel, how I operate, given the fact that the last 18 months were what they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about social media because that's something that I've mm. been thinking about a lot lately and my love of it at times, my hatred of it at times. What is your relationship with social media right now? You dig it. You don't dig it. God, it's, I feel very similarly, similarly to you, which is that Oh, I love it and I hate it. And it has been. I can tell how well I'm doing mentally by how I use social media. <laughs> like mm. sometimes I will be using social media in a way where I'll, it will cause me to take a step back and be like, mm, this is toxic. This is bad. Put it away. Um, is right? it like you comparing your like, is it just spending too much time on it? Is it comparisons? Like, what is the thing that makes it feel toxic to you? It's seeking validation and Ooh, it's okay. um, looking, it's seeking validation to, for myself and seeking out, um, looking at accounts that make me feel bad. <laughs> Things totally. that I know, it's like, it's like a, it's like cutting. Like, it's like, yeah, you, you can use social media that way fully um yeah so but for me the, the biggest thing is is the understanding at, at my best I like social media I think it's fun I like I genuinely enjoy seeing other people's lives and what they post and I have fun with it and at my best I can separate and also it's like hey man if you life is weird uh time goes by this flash if you feel good and you have a picture that makes you feel good and you post it and people like it and that makes you feel good, fucking great. Live your yeah. life. Um, yeah. But needing it is something different and mm-hmm. and um, being too attached to it is not good, not good for me. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm in a pretty good place with it in this moment in time. Yeah. 
Um, and I, again, I think that all comes back to everything else, liking myself, being in a stable relationship, uh, tending to my mental <laughs> health in other ways, then I'm okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely I've had some anxiety, though, with, um, you know, going back to coming out of COVID. Like, we just went through a year of having very few plans. And when we did, not posting about them. Right. And not posting our lives. And nobody knew where you were, what you were doing. And that was such a relief and so freeing. And I've been feeling the pull of posting things that I'm doing or seeing other people posting things that they're doing and just, like, getting wrapped up again in the world of a comparison. Um, Mm -hmm. And... So I, I, you know, need to as much as possible try to remind myself that, you know, often seeing something on social media or seeing something out in the world will make you feel sad or that you are lacking a thing that you don't even want. Like I'll see people at a party and be like, oh, I'm not at that party. And then go, I don't want to be at that party. But Mm -hmm. that is what social media does. It like it makes our brains feel all those things. Um, so I try to just remind myself as much as possible of like, what do I want? What, what choices am I making for me? Cause then when any, whatever anybody else is doing, it honestly doesn't fucking matter. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a really, yeah. really long winded answer. <laughs> no, it's exactly, it's perfect. It's, it's yeah. I deleted it for the fucking day. One oh, I've been day. there, baby. I have been there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love not having it. And then, like, <laughs> truly t- sent a message to, one, like, a text. I'm not on social media anymore, so you'll have to text me. And then literally 24 hours later, I was back, and I was so fucking embarrassed because that person <laughs> definitely saw me take a 24-hour hiatus. Um, you know, we all just are doing our best. Yeah, yeah. I think I might be addicted to it, but not like, mm-hmm. um, I actually don't, maybe I, I'm sure I do on some level. I don't feel, um, I don't compare my, I don't feel like I compare myself to others. I just like to be out there. Like I just like yeah. to be out there. I don't really look at anybody's social, like I don't really look at through people's stories anymore. I do a little bit, but it's mostly me just posting like creative stuff that I like, but I've watched it like ruin people's relationships or oh my god absolutely do you know what I mean like I've literally watched it happen and so I'm like oh fuck this thing is this is a fucking scary tool like this Uh, can ruin things for people I think it's like anything else where too much of it is bad and yes and you can use it in a way that that will if things are bad it can make things worse right like yeah right if your relationship is really good and really healthy probably social media is not really gonna fuck with it but but if you are insecure or you're not feeling good or you you know like there you go um totally totally and like gives you a thing very easy yeah like gives you a thing to point to being like you like this picture or like you commented or you this whatever whatever the case might be mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it's just an interesting beast and I kind of wish I could just like have a public one and a private one and like have someone manage my public one and then have like th- three people on my <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's overwhelming it's overwhelming it's totally overwhelming um okay so as we're starting to wrap up do you do anything on a daily basis? I know we mentioned therapy. 
do you do that weekly monthly whenever you find the time like what's your schedule like with that I have I was weekly for many years and now I am every other week mm-hmm. um okay but still it- like regularly yeah regularly yeah are there things that you do other than therapy to keep you feeling confident and keep you grounded and keep you um being authentically your best self and what yeah. are they? Yeah. And what are they? We might have um, touched on all of them already, but. I mean, I think uh, learning new things and, and particularly mm-hmm. creating, um, really creating what I want to create. Mm. Um, that c- really connects me to myself when I uh, just will sit down to make something and be like, huh, this is where my brain is today. Like that really centers me and I, and I, um. That's like my number one thing. When I, like in this past year, when I have felt my worst, I'll take a step back and go, "You haven't made anything." Um, mm. And I, yeah, that's that's my uh, my number one thing. Love that. Um, and is there anything, any words of wisdom or mantras or quotes or phrases or things that have been told to you or that you have made up for yourself that? helps you on your day-to-day I mean you already said this the one nugget that I'm like obsessed with which is like what do you get to do because you don't have that thing which I fucking love but is there anything else that you've heard over the years or that just has impacted you and your confidence or maybe not your confidence just your mental health yeah um this is like very cheesy um but a lot of times these things are yeah um there was a, a refrain that um that my my partner and I would repeat back to each other um, in our in our darkest moments that I then put up on my wall because it really helped me when things were really tough. And all it is is I am good. Oh, that's that's all it is. Um, it, it it in any every sense of the word, right? Like I'm good. Like I'm okay. I'm good. Like you know. Yeah, that that's just it, and we you know say it to each other like, "Hey, you're good." Mm-hmm. Um, it's simple and it is <laughs> to the point, and it would really mm-hmm. like center me. Mm-hmm. And um, you I know, going back to the the confidence, just like being okay with who you are, liking who you are, even when you don't like a choice you've made or you don't like mm. that, you know, I'll have a day where like, oh, I don't like that my anxiety is triggering in this way or I don't like X, Y, and Z. But I like me and I am good and tomorrow will be another day. Ooh, this has been, ooh, such a, such a treat. Um, Okay, even if you, you don't like the choice. Okay, I'm going to do a recap of Emily's Tips for Confidence. Mm. Um, um, Correct me if I'm wrong for any of these. Uh, Don't want to mess your intentions up. Here we go. Um, Knowing the good and the bad about yourself and being at peace with it. Inner peace, acceptance, therapy. Surround yourself with good people who you feel seen and accepted by. Show people your authentic self, yoga, moving your body in a positive way. Give yourself projects, prioritizing yourself and cutting out the noise. Um, Small choices can lead to positive changes in self. 
learn new skills, set goals and work towards them. Be curious and open. Quote, I'd rather be me than anyone else. I fucking love that. Learn about yourself. This one was to me, but what do you get to do when you're not connecting to another person? Rephrased, what do you get to do because you don't have that thing that you're currently wanting? Try your best not to compare yourself to others. Create for you. I am good. Liking who you are, even if maybe you don't like a choice that you made. Yeah. Man. That's I can't wait to go back and read all of these um because that one that one is a game <laughs> I mean they all are but that one and that's the power of of reframing your thoughts too right mm-hmm. like oh it's huge it's that's huge. the biggest gift I've gotten from therapy is is just I'm gonna write that one down yeah too. just being a, like just giving yourself the tools to like see your thoughts see what they are and like unpack them and it's um, hard, especially hard to do so in the hard. moment when you're feeling all the things to yeah. be oh like, let me just reframe this. It's like, I feel like, sh- no, I can't do that right now. Sometimes you have to like wait a minute and step outside oh, yourself to be able time. to reframe it, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, and that's I, painful. I hope I haven't made it seem like in any given moment, if I'm feeling like shit or like <laughs> off in an anxious place that I can just be like, I'm good. I like me. And then I feel fine. <laughs> like that is not the case. Um, no, but no. Th- you didn't just, make it seem like know, that. Yeah. It takes time. And then it, in that time, it there's pain. And also I think knowing that something that's helped me recently, and I don't know if you've experienced this at all, is like when I'm feeling a certain pain, I think about the other times that I've felt similarly and then the good things that have happened to me after that time oh, you know it's yeah. like it's like you have felt this way before but then remember this thing that happened after when you thought that you were never gonna feel that way again you thought you were gonna be in this painful place forever and then you met this person or you did this thing so this will pass feelings right. will pass but it just doesn't feel like it in the moment you know yeah and there's no one way things should happen it's just the way they do happen. Like totally. You only know what you got to experience because of losing something or or missing something or mm-hmm. some sort of loss. You only know what you got to have because of that after the fact, right? Like Yes, right. So you just thing. need to just make whatever choice you can make in any given moment and move forward and there's no one way things are supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. They happen and mm-hmm. we move through them and mm-hmm. That's just being alive. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is just the human condition, man. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Tell us about your podcast. Oh my gosh. Give us the deets. Um, I do have a podcast. Um, if you're listening to this, you like podcasts. Um, it <laughs> is called Too Scary Didn't Watch. It's a very different podcast than this. We have had Rebecca on as a guest. She was wonderful. We will have her on again. It is, um. It's a scary movie recap podcast. So um, if you're too scared to watch a scary movie, but you want to know what happened in it, that's the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> it's very, very, very fun. It's a very fun love. The, the idea is so fucking genius, and it's so fun to do and listen to. So absolutely check it out. It's on, like, all the socials. You can find it it's on. It's on all the things. Too Scary Didn't Watch. Um, I think it's TSDW Podcast on um, Instagram and Twitter. And Too Scary Didn't Watch Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And, and Patreon? And we have a Patreon. We do, indeed. Um, 
patreon.com slash GSTW podcast. Nice. Yeah. And you have your jewelry. And if you want to get rad jewelry. And I make some jewelry and I might be adding weird clothes to it because I've started getting into sewing. It's really just a place where I deposit the inner workings of my brain. Um, but it is current crush shop and I have an Instagram and I technically have an Etsy that I haven't dealt with in a while. But seems like a hard yeah. thing to deal with that see but yeah go to current crush shop um and get all of the amazing pieces of jewelry you can find in clothes it sounds like maybe who knows? who knows who knows tomorrow's a new day absolutely um, i love you thank you for doing this i love you so much thanks for listening to this episode of how the fuck did you get so confident don't forget to subscribe rate and review and you can also head over to patreon.com slash how the fuck for bonus episodes, video content, and more. Thanks again.